everybody and welcome to the podcast Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hi Nikki. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you. This is our new podcast where we're basically just going to go through our top five things that we like about certain games. We're going to make up random top fives and then talk about them. They'll all be kind of game related. I say kind of. They will be game related. They will be game Because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the only things that we know what to talk about. So <laughs> We don't know anything about anything else. Yeah, just games. No knowledge. Don't know how to open a can of jam, but can of jam? <laughs> I don't think you get jar of jam. jam. <laughs> See? Don't know. Don't know what kind of jam. But yeah, so we're kind of like, well, we got asked to do this by Max and Jesse because they run a podcast called Got Till Five, which is a wrestling-based podcast. And we're kind of like their baby show. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're like the mother show of us. I didn't want to say they're the their daddy show because <laughs> oh, jesse no. would find that way too exciting and i oh, take that um, back. yeah that's not happening mother show no. mother hens that's all they are so i work in the game industry as a ux and ui designer so i have a little bit of insider knowledge to general how stuff works um and how studios kind of go and um both me and nikki have like had childhoods and whole lives filled with playing lots and lots yeah. of games i don't work in the game industry but sometimes i'm feeling fruity i like to dress up as video game characters so that kind of counts as you know but yeah, yeah that totally counts that probably counts more than me working there because oh. i mean you embody the character i just yeah. slightly think about it well both both is important i think yeah both both are equally fan and work peoples coming together to talk about random top five things so our top five this week for our first ever week uh we've gone with something that we didn't want to make it too personal because i don't know you people and (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to give you information exactly just personal personal information about (laughs) my top favorite games ever so we're going to do uh, the top five protagonists, or our top fives. I will iterate that this is kind of, this is our opinion. These are our oh, own yeah. personal things that we like. It's not like a critical analysis. No. So if people are going to be sitting there saying, you are wrong, this is this this is wrong. I'm like, that's cool. That's your opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to have to explain the difference between critical and opinion related things. Because, you know, I will... I can make a wonderful presentation for you and there will be star wipes and it will last five hours, but it won't be enjoyable for either of us. I have to say as well, I think most of mine are very much like just on a personal level. Like anyone else would probably oh, never have picked the ones that I've picked, but I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. Faves. Yeah, exactly. You do you, girl. That <laughs> <laughs> will. <laughs> the most least cool points ever um so i guess now we get to play our little fancy drop lise on fonts terribles will be in there somewhere (laughs) oh my god i'm so excited what are you buying how about a game of lucky hit I'm going to start. Sorry, Nikki. Yeah. Um, no, that's fine. I, I go ahead. Ladies first. 
Thanks. Um, I'm not so a lady, clearly. My... <laughs> no, you're definitely not a lady. Yeah, my my number five, because we're going to go downwards, as you know, all the top five things on everything does. And my number five top protagonist of a video game uh, is Spyro the Dragon. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a odd one, but Spyro, I think, means quite a lot to me. I think quite a, quite a childhood one, I think I went for first. Because, obviously, I haven't... I think the last Spyro game I played, to be fair, was on PlayStation 2. I haven't played any of the more modern ones that they yeah, did what, on, like, the Wii or anything like that. What was the one on PlayStation 2? I can't... I only remember on PlayStation 1, really. Um, so, yeah, the, the good ones were on PlayStation 1. And then I think there was one that I really enjoyed that was on PlayStation 2, which was Enter the Dragonfly, which was pretty good. There was I remember there being a dinosaur lady with a wand with an egg. Was that the one with the Australian kangaroo? That was the, the third one. Is that, that PlayStation 1? Was in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I played any past then. Yeah, that was the only one I like played after, I think, the PlayStation uh, 1 versions yeah. of them yeah. um but it was good it was a good one it just didn't feel as good as you know the original ones i think the second one is definitely my favorite mm. um but i think just spyro in as a character because obviously i enjoy the spyro games and they are like a big thing but i think picking the reason i chose him as like a character was just i don't know i think he resembles quite a lot of things as a kid because he's like a little a kind kid. of a hero, but he yeah. can be a little bit mischievous and bratty and that kind of thing. But he's yeah. really cute and really like he was just my jam, you know. <laughs> <laughs> your your jam in a tin can. Exactly, my jam in a tin can. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so I was trying to find like random things other to say other than just why I liked this childhood. tiny purple dragon yeah. and childhood reasons. <laughs> because I felt like I should come up with something a little bit more substantial. To be fair, could you could have just said Spyro because tiny purple dragon. And I would have been like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're <laughs> I not going to argue with me. You're going to get it. That's all um, I <laughs> Exactly. But I did. I found out some weird facts. Um, oh, one fact that I found interesting that I'm going to talk about uh, very briefly was that he was originally going to be named Pete. And was green. He was not going to be a purple oh. dragon. Well, isn't Pete the dragon like that? Some kind of like TV show or like something. I swear, something that's, that's called like Pete the dragon. Yeah, uh, there was a, there's a Disney movie called Pete the Dragon, who is a big green was that dragon. Before, uh, after, it was before because it was like a 1970s film. Don't okay. well, that would have been exactly, which is why they changed it because they were like, we don't want to fuck with Disney. I mean, nobody has Disney but- money. I just find that really bizarre, though, that, that that was, like, a contender because someone probably was just like, hey, I've got a good name, Pete. And then someone's just like, hang on, that is great. And they're like, but we recognize that. And they're like, you stole that, man. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one would just come up with, oh, I've got a good name for a dragon, Pete. Yeah. Like, clearly that must have been ripped from that movie and they wanted to just do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's no way you just, you know, that's not a dragon-sounding no. name. Like, no. if we're talking about dragon names... Pete is, like, last on the list. But obviously like, now I it's a bit higher. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Bob the dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Which choice. Is, yeah, but it's quite a weird jump from Pete to Spyro. Like, I don't know where the name Spyro came from. 
It yeah. never then, yeah. my fact did not elaborate, like, elaborate oh, further on, you know, why it was changed. Sorry, guys. It, like, you'll, so- you'll never know. No. <laughs> no facts. More facts for you. My facts are rich shit. They're like one side of a fact and then spout <laughs> again. <laughs> you don't get any more. Oh. One other thing I was remembering, actually, about Spyro was that he was kind of a two-in-one character because you always had Sparks, which was like the little dragonfly. Yeah. Um, next to him and he was kind of your health he was your health beater like if he wasn't because i think he changed colors depending on how healthy you were and how many like butterflies because that was your health he ate and then if he wasn't there or if he was like a really dark color i think then yeah if he was like blue or something like that then you and you got hit one more time then it would be game over which as a ui person i will say that's quite fun because it's kind of like integrating all of the cool diegetic stuff. I'm going to use a fancy word, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's a cool idea of like it's like Dead, Dead Space always gets quite a big like hype up for putting like the health bar on the back of the character's back, right? Um, yeah, because it's quite a cool thing. Spyro, Spyro was doing it back then with a dragonfly. Yeah, I have to admit when I think of Spyro, all I can think of, and this isn't a good thing. Is uh, one of one part in one of the games where you have to chase the guy with the egg. It just oh, it brings God, back bad thief. memories. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that little bastard. I always remember like there was a cheetah character, right? So yeah, that that was in a I think the one with the Australian kangaroo. As you can see, that's something very memorable for me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, there was like a whole bunch of characters because I think like the second one was the one that introduced. Like the fawn girl, who was kind of your girlfriend in a yeah. weird way, and then um, interspecies. I mean, I'm not against interspecies; it's fine. We know that. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get onto that much later. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then there was the cheetah guy uh, who had a really familiar voice, and I can't remember the voice actor. But um, then there was like. I think uh, later on you got a rabbit as well. And I think the rabbit and the cheetah ended up like becoming a thing. There was quite a lot of relationships in Spyro. (laughs) I feel like I remember Spyro disapproving of the cheetah and the bunny relationship. And I don't remember why, but that's a weird, vivid thing that I have of him being like, I'm sad about this. I'm yeah. He was against many things, Spyro. He was a little bit of a, (laughs) racist he's gone from being my favorite character to a racist really quickly top five video game racist <laughs> we're changing we're changing this week's topic it's yeah. happening just making a massive swerve spoilers oh. hitler might be number one <laughs> we've dropped so far we've descended so quickly oh first podcast Gone, gone down anyway, the drain. I, I think, I think that was that was a good choice. Thanks. Um, well, so what's your number five? So my number five. This one, I feel like I did go kind of generic, and I really didn't want to. Like, I didn't want to think of something predictable that everyone would probably have as like the most recognizable protagonist or like the most you know favorite. But I think for me, I was like, I couldn't not have them on the list because I mean they're at the bottom. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, but yeah. I needed them there, but. Anyway, so I did actually go for Lara Croft, which, you know, my justification behind that, I think, is just as a kid, like, first, I think, 
it was one of the first games that I ever played. The first one, um, first Tomb Raider. Like, yeah. it was just, it was quite pivotal for me, I think, as a kid, sort of seeing a female protagonist in a game being all badass, basically. So that's, that is why I picked her, just because I think, for me, she's very important, I think, just within my sort of gaming life. Yeah. Um, and I actually did manage to find some facts nice. while we were talking about Spyro. So, because I feel like... <laughs> you weren't listening to me at all, were you? Just <laughs> no, I was. Googling. I'm very good at multitasking. Well, you said you had all the facts, so I was like, well, I haven't got any facts, so I need to get some facts. <laughs> um, you carry on with your Lara facts. I was originally meant to be named Lara Cruz. Lara Cruz. Really, really glad she wasn't. Yeah. That would be so weird. There were too many but Tom Cruise jokes. Yeah. But apparently it was to make her seem more English, which I don't necessarily. Uh, well, I suppose yeah. like English, more like American, which I suppose makes sense, but yeah, a, little say, bit, a little bit strange. Cruise is definitely not an English name. Yeah, Croft, Croft but, is definitely like, I'm Lady Croft. You can but see Lara Cruise, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't Cruise. have the same ring to it at all. No. No, I'm um, glad. I'm glad they changed it. So many good name changes around here. Well done, people. <laughs> yeah, I know. We could have Pete the Dragon. like <laughs> Pete the Dragon um, and Lara Cruz. What a team. But <laughs> I remember I remember playing Tomb Raider 1, and it was because it was the... I think it, my brother would always have the PlayStation 1 demos, and it was the first... I don't know if it was the first of the PlayStation demos, but it was certainly one of the first, because it came in... Instead of being in like a case, it was like a paper... Uh, like, do you remember those? They were made. They were made out of paper instead of actually being in like a case. Oh yeah, like they were like um, kind of cardboard sleeves more than yeah. anything, right? And I remember my brother got that, and we had the PlayStation One not for long, and that was like the first thing we had on it. And I remember like she was on the front front of it, and um, yeah, it's it's just so crazy thing about how it worked now. But yeah, I remember we like loaded it up and stuff, and I was just I was just obsessed with it, and I I scared the hell out of me though. <laughs> yeah on so many mm. levels i had the same thing like whenever i think about uh, playing early tomb raider i just just fear just pure fear yeah and the most scary thing i think for me was actually the beginning it was almost pretty much the beginning and mm. you were in like this this early tomb and there was like a pool in the middle and there was a bear and i mean it was literally polygons and you play it now and it could just be a brown moving mass that runs at you <laughs> but at the time it was terrifying and um but it was like fascinating to me like, i would have nightmares about it um but i loved it and i yeah. think you know as a kid i think video games can give you nightmares and potentially traumatize you but oh, yeah. i mean i wouldn't have had it any other way <laughs> and then i think the second most scary part of that game for me was the alien that mimics you i don't know if you remember that um oh i think so i mean i play i think i played more of two than one so. yeah I was in like this Egyptian kind of level and it's just this red alien, which in fact just looks like a skinned human and you can't kill it because it just mimics you. So if you shoot it with a shotgun, it shoots you back, but it just stands there so creepily and Jesus. Yeah, that's, That's I like how I, my favorite game, but like a protagonist, but yeah, the game like traumatized me as a child. But (laughs) (laughs) second fact, Hmm. so apparently the design of Lara Croft was partially based on the lead designer's sister um but he supposedly quit his job because they uh he believes that basically Lara Croft was like sexed up so he like disagreed with it and like left yeah I mean that would be a bit creepy if it was your sister like look at this really cool smart 
cool lady that I've made that's going to be kick-ass. And then everyone's like, right, let's give her giant polygon boobs and sex her up. But and you're like, no, it's my sister, stop. I know back then, obviously, it would have looked, like, realistic, I suppose. <laughs> but, like, I look yeah. at it now and I'm like, I just don't know how you can necessarily really sex up that polygon body. But, you know, at the time. obviously she was because everyone, like, fancy her and stuff. Oh, God, yeah. At the time, height of sexiness. Um, well, I'm playing... Um, the new one at the moment right and um that that's yeah. um that's a skin that you can have is her in her like old oh, polygon kind of way it's really weird having this like really well you know modeled back environment that looks really realistic and then the polygon lady just standing <laughs> you're like yeah you're really you're not as sexy as you used to yeah. be delara but but it, it it is amazing though like how how it's like video games have come that far i think especially like for our generation i know obviously you know people older than us that had went through like the atari and stuff but we kind of i think saw all of that went through like playstation sega mega drive and then to sort of look at that and then look at this now it's it's insane oh god yeah yeah and i think especially lara as a character has changed so much right yeah so like obviously back then we're kind of talking about the fact that she was kick-ass but still really overly like sexualized and stuff like that and then obviously with the new reboot She's kind of been made more like she's a little bit more feeble, but still kick ass. So it's a kind of a bit more of a vulnerable yeah. and smart Lara than obviously this overly sexy lady who lives in a giant manor and like has yeah. all this money. Like they still are really empowering, I think, but for different ways. Even though it's you kind of get the it's, sense of yeah. the character through both, which is really interesting. It's progressed well from what it was. I mean, it started off to me, even even back then, I think that was really amazing to have this female character lead even then. Um, and obviously, yeah, because she was sexualized. And I think there was some sort of nude patch as well back then where she could be naked, which, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But, you know, the way it's progressed, obviously, there has been points where maybe she was over-sexualized. But now they've kind of like, you know, it's all kind of come full circle. And I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm really interested that you picked Lara because I very, very almost put Lara in my list as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I changed okay. her out, but um, almost so close to having Lara for the same reasons. The <laughs> fact that she's just like really cool, kick-ass kind of lady. Yeah, uh, and especially the time she came out. Mention. Yeah, you can't not yeah. mention the lady. I chose not to, but I think that's more because I my old. Um, memory of it is more playing on place on like computer playing number two and just locking yeah. the butler in the fridge as everyone did oh god yeah mm-hmm. the best times if it, he also scares me he <laughs> i mean he was kind of terrifying he just followed you around it with was the noises tray. yeah you wouldn't know he was there and then suddenly you hear the shaking of the ice cubes and then like <laughs> and you'd be like ah the creaky like old man breathing in and i was and he used to follow you everywhere so even if you went to like the secret dark areas of the manor you'd like think oh i've explored this cool thing oh it's kind of creepy i know it's my house it's kind of creepy and then you'd hear him like she wouldn't be able to masturbate without him there (laughs) you know that's why she used to lock him in the freezer she'd be like god damn it jeeves i need five minutes (laughs) to just do yeah. myself give some I think, time i think it's funny because like, i like to think of it like the amount of people's games on like their memory cards if you think of it this way how many butlers are locked in the, in the fridge like right now for eternity <laughs> that's Can't a, get out. that's a, wow that's a really deep thought <laughs> 
just thought about it. I was like, everybody did it. I was like, this poor polygon man. Stuck right in his tea tray <laughs> in, a, in a freezer while anyway, Lara masturbates. <laughs> Let's go on to the next one. <laughs> um, so we're on number four now. We've gone down one. We've managed to pass the first section. Um, so my number four and who I replaced Lara with uh, is uh, Bayonetta. Right, Which okay. is not really a good... I don't want to compare her to Lara because obviously such different backgrounds and stuff, but I'm, mm. I picked Bernetta because she's an interesting character. Like, I really enjoyed the first game. I have to say I haven't played the second one. I do really need to. Um, but playing the first one, I enjoyed. And although, you know, it's very Devil May Cry, uh, right? It's yeah. got a slightly different feeling to it, and she kind of brings a little bit more of a different thing. She's like this overly, overly sexual, like, character, right? We're kind of going on the... Lara mm. was kind of just given sexual qualities, um, whereas Bernetta is kind of supposed to be this, like, really sexual, yeah. sexed-up thing, right? She has She gets naked when she does her finishing moves. That's it. She just... Clothes disappear. Um, well, her like actual clothes are made by her hair. Like she's made of clothes. She's got guns in her shoes that she like moves what, her what legs around. What country made bayonetta? Um, <laughs> she's Japanese. Um, Thought so. Yeah, uh, it's a safe. I, just wondered, I wasn't actually sure. Uh, yeah, hang on. I should really know who exactly made bayonetta, but um, yeah. It is Japan. I thought it it's might released be in Japan Mac- first. Yeah. It's made by Sega and Platinum, which is um, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, a Japanese video game kind of company. Um, but yeah, she's just interesting. I always think, um, and I always think she reminds me of uh, Liz Hurley in Bedazzled, which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs> but <that>. because <laughs> um, a weird favorite movie. Um, but just one of those ones I really like because she's kind of this like really sexual thing, but she never actually does anything. You don't go go see her go off and have lots of sex. She just kind of uses it kind of as a weapon. She's like, yeah, I'm yeah. cool and sexy, and she's never a damsel in distress, which I quite like about her. She's um, she's like Lara in that way, in the sense of like, I'm just gonna go out and kick ass and do the thing that I need to do. Um, I'm not gonna wait and be this rescued person. Like, so although I'm sexy and i want people to look at my butt i don't need the people to touch my butt i don't need you to look at my yeah butt. i don't need you to look at my butt while <laughs> i, I look at it destroy demons <laughs> yeah i've yeah. never i never actually uh played being it, right? i remember like clips of it and, and stuff but i never actually got around to playing it which I, yeah it's a shame it was it does look good yeah it was good fun it was definitely kind of that relaxing like i want to just hack some demons apart kind of game um a couple of people I know don't really like the story, if I'm honest. Um, I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. Um, it's quite... I guess because it's like kind of about trying to look after a small child, it's kind of a little bit motherly. So maybe that's where she kind of... Although she's sexy, she has that side to her a little bit. Maybe that put off... I think I'm the people I know who haven't really enjoyed it has been a bit more of a male opinion, I yeah. guess. Whether that counts or not, I don't know. Guys would probably find... I mean, I quite interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of the time it just 
it always sometimes looks that way but I think like you know there's often situations where people are just like oh you know women aren't playing those games blah blah blah, blah. but it's like we don't know that just because there's been certain points I think where a lot of you know men maybe more men will play video games but I don't think it's necessarily you know yeah for a particular reason and I think a lot you know a lot of women have enjoyed that game I've seen a lot of um, cosplayers especially um, doing her and I think yeah I think it's just especially with with um, Japan as well they do they do tend to just not really care when it comes to stuff like that, which I do like. Yeah, they're a bit more free. They're just like, eh. They're a bit less prudish than yeah. we are. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so go go Japan and you're freeing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my that was my fourth. Quite a short one, but I enjoyed my, it. My fourth one is such a weird contrast to yours. <laughs> like, to just put these two characters next to each other, it just makes me laugh, really, internally. Um, shall I do mine? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so now it's my number four. This was a hard one. I was mixed between someone else and this one. I'll tell you who it was after, but it's a is is Abe <laughs> from Abe's Odyssey. Oh, Abe! Yeah, that is a weird contrast. No, Abe hasn't been sexualized. No, good, good. <laughs> I mean, maybe to some. But the reason I, you know, what you can yeah, find on oh the internet God. these days. <laughs> Probably something out there which I'd never want to see. Mm. Um, so the reason I picked Abe as well it's kind of like a nostalgia thing in the way that that was a game that I played a lot when I was younger and I just loved it I just think it was just really endearing and I think Abe as a character was just adorable and sweet and I mean it's kind of sad really because obviously the the main part of the game is he's trying to run away from being eaten and he works in a factory and it like they're literally packing his species into cans mm. and it's quite traumatic i think for a kid as well to kind of go through but i think <laughs> this is awesome yeah um and it kind of in stark contrast what we were saying apparently i uh, got a fact for you Ooh. um basically one of the reasons like the creators behind it said that the reason he picked abe as a character um was because he didn't want to he just felt a lot of people at the time in the 90s were were going for like you know real muscly or like sexual characters um whereas he kind of wanted to go something completely opposite to that and pick a character that wasn't necessarily like you know what you would expect yeah um or traditionally what everyone you know like humans boobs whatever um and i just i just thought that was really cool i just thought that was that was awesome yeah because you kind of can't really get any weirder than ape right he's he's (laughs) definitely and he's such a sweet character because i mean essentially what he's doing is you know rescuing his slave uh brothers and other species yeah. and making fart jokes at the same time which is i know just great it's just amazing he was hilarious he was he was hilarious even in the darkest times <laughs> exactly you're right it was a very dark game um but he yeah. somehow the character managed to get some humor and some niceness across which is impressive yeah. for how yeah dark the subject matter is really about eating people and things i just as, as, yeah I know. As a kid as well, I just I just found him just so endearing. I know. Maybe I saw myself within him. <laughs> a weird green <laughs> alien guy that no one understands. Just Maybe not the part about being eaten put into a can. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, we just fart. <laughs> um another fact for you oh, about Abe. Go for it. Um so apparently according to one of the directors of the game, Abe Stitch Mouth was done because when he was born he was a crybaby and it was something that was done to him to help the situation. Which is so brutal. God. Just makes me want to hug him more. I know. Um, and apparently, it was done before he developed consciousness, causing him to perceive the stitches as a part of him. Because I always wondered about those stitches. I was kind of just like, mm. they made me feel really uncomfortable. 
Um, yeah, well, they're not exactly nice. But, so, yeah, I think that makes me love Abe even more, in fact, because the fact that he's just so weird and tormented and what a little guy. I hope that he, you know, I never actually played any of the other Abe's Odyssey games after that one, but I'm hoping that, you know. Oh, you should. They're really good. So he's living his best life. Yeah. He's, yeah, the Odd World, like, world and general series is, is really good. Mm. Like, Munch, um, I think you really would have liked Munch if you ever... I think you can get it now. I think they redid... Um, they yeah. did it same with, like, New and Tasty. Um, and Munch is, like, a little fish alien version of Abe who's in a wheelchair all the time because obviously oh. he's on land and he's a fish man, so he's in a wheelchair. And it's, like, lots of little damaged creatures. I think the only one who's, like, this more kick-ass guy is Stranger... Um, but I think, yeah, definitely Abe is still the best one of them. Like you yeah. said, he's just like the original Mudokan, just being all yeah. cute and lovely. And yeah. Love a bit of it. Yeah. Abe's always just good. And I think like, and you kind of always felt like a little bit kick-ass with him as well, because he had like his little mind warping power. Like, yeah, he was really powerful. Yeah. He definitely wasn't like some poor little creature like creature really i think yeah because like he would get angry too mm. and like you know i liked that because it's kind of just like hey like don't fuck with abe like he may look cute and adorable but he's a badass who wants to be yeah he will blow your head up yeah exactly <laughs> i forgot that's what he used to do <laughs> he used to just like mind yeah wom, he used to wom, do the little wom, like noise uh, and then <laughs> Then people would go crazy and either explode or he'd like take over. Yeah, they like kill themselves. Yeah, it was dark. It was a very dark game. Weird. <laughs> Everything we've mentioned about this game has just gotten darker and darker. Yeah, I think as a kid you don't really like look inside the weirdness of it at the time. You're just like, this is a cool game. I love it. Whereas as you get older, you're kind of just like, well, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of like. Yeah, a lot of dark meaning probably behind Abe, but you could probably get sure. into something really in depth. But I won't do it because it's Abe <laughs> and he's nice. We don't need to sell your minds with these things and not talk about games. Um, yeah. <laughs> number three. So number three, I think you're going to find this quite high for this character. Um, you better not have one of mine. <laughs> I mean, you've taken one of my bonus people by saying Abe <gasps> was Abe your bonus, bonus. Oh, Abe was a bonus great minds so if you've great stolen minds. that then I'm just fucked um no awesome. I've got more um so my third number three and I think you might have this so it'll be interesting oh, to see uh is is Link okay I had to go with Link um although technically Link is such a weird protagonist because he kind of just does what anyone tells him to right he's just silent yeah. he just gets called to go on some crazy mission to save everybody and he's like okay sure i'm not doing anything you know what i mean like, <laughs> that's true he's always there can rely on link yeah you just like someone's like oh i've got an issue guys this this dark this dark lord's just taken over and ruined the town and oh, no no we don't know what to do and this guy just rocks up and he's like oh I guess I'll do it. But he doesn't actually say he'll do it. He just does it, like, wordlessly. He just kind of gets told, hey, Link, you're this magical hero to help everybody. And um, he goes... Oh. I think that's maybe that's more of a flaw. 
All right, I'll just go deal with it then, shall I? Do I just disappear? <laughs> you know, it's a weird... I did, like, when I was picking him, it was very much of a, is, is this a good protagonist, really? But, to be fair, the more I thought about it, and then, you know, um, and then also doing, like, a little bit of research and thought into him, it kind of... The more I thought, like, yeah, it's a good... I mean, he's a great character, because, obviously, he's made however many millions um, yeah. for, you know, Nintendo. But um, through my thing, I've got, like, kind of a fact for you. Miyamoto, when he was making him, he wanted him to feel kind of like one of his childhood like story heroes kind of thing so that's what he wanted to base him off like when you think about all the like old stories and things from books and you know all those kind of things you have like this one hero who just kind of does things and that's kind of what he wanted Link to be and I think he is for quite a lot of people he is just this epitome of the hero of the story that, yeah um so we very much got that kind of timeless feel to him which I think is a really nice like quality yeah, I was actually I was thinking about picking Link. It was it was one that I kept thinking about, but I thought it was so hard because with him he changes. I guess he doesn't really change per game, but it's so difficult because yeah, I, I get what you mean. He kind of does because he's technically he's a different Link in most games, right? Like yeah. the timeline of Link is you know there are different hit Links <laughs> in a really confusing yeah. way because um, like obviously Toon Link and like. Wind Waker is so different to the more darker versions of Link in like Twilight or Majora and stuff and and in different ages yeah. you kind of see him being different through those kind of those kind of things so obviously being in different stages of Hyrule and you know the history and stuff like that is obviously so complicated um he does kind of is different depending on you know definitely Toon Link is like way more chirpy and kind of I guess. Yeah, sure. Joke, like, yeah, cheeky? Is that a correct word to describe Link? Mm. Compared to, like, I don't know, <laughs> gloomy Ocarina Link. Yeah. I don't know, I don't think Ocarina Link was that was that gloomy. I think adult him, I always got the incentive that he was a bit gloomy. I mean, everyone was dead. So he had the right yeah. to be. Kid him, probably not Wait. so much, when it was really happy. Yeah. But adult, I mean, he never smiled. And if he did, I didn't That's see true. it. That's true. And I feel like all these women were after him and he didn't ever really, like, give them anything back. No. <laughs> he was just moody to everybody. Everyone, what a bastard. These <laughs> princesses just throwing themselves at you and you don't even give them the time of day. You're too busy yeah. going to your temples, finding but then sages. I, guess, I think the problem, I, the reason why I didn't pick Link was in, in that sort of theme of it's difficult because especially back then when the character didn't speak, because that was what I, you know, yeah. with you know, Wind Waker and Ocarina. Um, haven't played the new ones. So I don't know. If he he does doesn't speak, speak, but like he never speaks. That's that whole thing of like, I think with with those ones, the character is kind of you influence almost. You put yourself. What like, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like you put yourself in that character, and that's obviously what it's for a lot of the time is because you want to feel like you like you are that character. That's why I think I struggle with Link because I was like, it's so hard because. Sometimes, like, yeah, I guess in some ways you look at me, guy oh, is actually a movie bastard. But then you think, oh, but at the same time, it's kind of like that's you, you know? Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. No, I get what you mean. I think for, for me personally, when I think about the more moody side, it's kind of like, ah, oh, if only I could be the mysterious and, and dark hero that is 
silent and doesn't, I don't know, squeal whenever you see a weird creature coming towards you. You know what I mean? So it's kind of that coolness of it. It's not a bad thing. I say gloomy, but I don't mean it in a in a negative way and it, it you know i mean it in more of like it's a cool yeah cool it's a cool thing. suave kind of thing yeah. um but yeah i do have one fact um oh. one more random fact uh, we need a little fact so, like i don't know we need a fact tune. yeah we do we need a fact drop um and that is link is left-handed in pretty much all the games oh. apart from um breath of the wild um Skyward Sword and uh, the Wii version of Twilight Princess. I think Skyward and Twilight for the same reason that most people, because they were Wii, um, Wii controller based like sword things, right? So you had to kind of like slash around. Most oh, people see. were right handed, so he kind well, of reflected. I wonder why he was left handed then. Just... Was it just because if, if it's third person the way you're looking at him, maybe it's better for, it, for him to be holding things in his left? Yeah, well, I guess in the original. Um, in the original games, when they were on NES and he was like the 2D kind of thing, you would yeah. be um, walking forward and then most of the time, I guess, walking left or right. I guess it just depended. You know, he'd always take it out in front of him, so it was hard to tell. But then whenever he turned front ways, I'm pretty sure he had it in his left hand. So it's, mm. I guess it just depends on sprite drawing and stuff back in, back in the day. of. Have you played the new one? Uh, Breath of the World. No, I haven't. I keep meaning to, but I don't have a Switch, so that's hindering my process slightly. I would love a Switch, though. So, you know, if you want to buy me a Switch Yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited to play it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those games where it's like, I just, I want the time. I want like a month of just doing nothing but that. Um, Yeah. But that's not going to (laughs) happen. But one day I'll have a Switch and one day I'll be able to play it. Yeah. It'll be great. (laughs) It'll be just grand. Yeah. So, what is your number three? So, my number three. Let me just get it up. I think I remember, um, but I just want to make sure. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin my, my list. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Random. Okay. Number so one. This one. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you weren't gonna have this one because I don't think you played it that much. Mm. But um, for me, it's like it just it just had to be like it was always gonna be on the list. Um, so Nathan Drake. Yeah. My child. Sexy man that he is. <laughs> um, Nathan Drake mostly just because I think as a series, like Uncharted is just awesome. And like from the first one, the latest one, like it's always been great. And Nathan Drake has always been just hilarious. Yeah. And just a really lovable character, I think. He's kind of that Harrison Ford, you know, like Han Solo, like kind of stupid but lovable kind of rogue, I guess. That's the that's like the trope of it, I suppose. Um and yeah. And he's just hilarious. I really don't have anything else but the fact that He's awesome and hilarious. <laughs> like, I wish I had more. I do have a fact. Oh, well, go an, an go fact. ahead with your fact. Uh, apparently, his appearance and personality was based on Daredevil, Johnny Knoxville, and Harrison Ford, which is funny because obviously I mentioned that, and I do think that I don't necessarily know about appearance. Like I, I think maybe personality. Like I can see the whole like Harrison Ford Han Solo thing. Um, yeah, and maybe some. Johnny Knoxville, I, I don't quite understand that, but I, I don't think he looks like either one of those. But um, but yeah, apparently. Yeah, to be fair, I think maybe Johnny Knoxville for a hint of more of humour and... Because I, yeah. I love Harrison Ford, right, as much as you guys, but I... So I was having this conversation quite recently that I think um, he's quite a moody... Again, going into the moodiness, he can be quite moody. Like, he's fun yeah. and... 
um, he can do cool characters, but it's a, a cool kind of moody. It's not like a happy go lucky kind of person that makes a lot of jokes It's and cockiness. It's kind of like arrogance and um, kind of sly comments, which yeah. don't, like he has a, such a good way of pulling off, right? You don't, it's not a negative thing. It's seen as such a like no, nice no, no. thing, but it's not, I don't know, like Nathan Fillion is like more oh, of a happy, yeah. cocky kind of person. You know what I mean? I think that yeah, that's I think that's why I mean Nathan Fillion is, is the perfect person to play. Yeah. To play Nathan Drake. But yeah, Nathan Fillion kind of and Nathan Drake to me are just like, you know, just kind of blended into one because although <laughs> they may not look that similar, like they do kind of. Um, it's that whole just kind of like roguish, like you know deep down like he's like lovely and sweet. Um, but he kind of has like this kind of sarcastic um you know exterior yeah uh it's also you know and humor i think is such a big thing for me and i think with nathan drake especially like there's always humor in it and he's always hilarious and it's just yeah it's just appealing to me um and i think as well with nathan drake like he didn't start off as being like this hero like this you know like a lot of other characters where you know it's obvious that you're the good guy i think with nathan drake it was kind of different because you weren't necessarily the good guy it kind of made you question it sometimes we were like well you know, you're kind of a thief, I guess, really, at the end of the day. And you're not really on a, you're not doing things for like the greater good, you're just kind of doing them for yourself. And I think it, I really enjoyed that kind of like that, that controversy, I suppose. Um, especially kind of when, you know, I think he questions it sometimes. Um, but generally, yeah, he's awesome. And obviously, he's not really a bad guy. No. Even though he kills people. Well, it's some, so, yeah, it's something different, um, right? It's, it's not a normal, Thanks. like you said, it's like, it's That's obviously. It. <laughs> It's like the opposite to, um, it's like opposite to Link, right? Um, again, quite a good contrast uh, that you've drawn here. Um, because Link is just the typical hero who will just go out and do something because yeah. he's told that it's a good thing to do. So he's just like, yeah, sure, I'll go rescue the world. That's a good thing to do. Whereas, like you said, Nathan yeah. doesn't start off that way. He just wants to do something because he wants, you know, the money and the, you know, the glory of doing so, but then kind of gets sucked into you know you you know he's not a bad person so when presented with a point of like not doing something or something's at risk he'll just do the right thing um yeah he'll always do the right thing but it's that kind of whole thing of you know you're not going out saving the world or doing this you know because i think reality is life isn't that you know not everyone is a hero like a lot of the time it doesn't even necessarily present itself to you you'll just be doing things to kind of live function and He's just doing what he wants to do, and it just happens to be that there are bad guys, and he does, you know, go against them and, and, and does the right thing. But I just think it's it's more realistic in that regard, I guess, because yeah, you know, he's just a treasure hunter, I suppose. Yeah, I often compare make a my life to uh, Nathan Drake, um, just going out yeah. doing doing all my treasure hunting, hunt some hunt some treasure, yep, then get attacked by monsters. The old man friend. I wish an old man friend to go treasure hunting with. I think it would just be great. We'd get so much stuff done. People might question it, though. No, it would be a cute kind of friendship. We'd go out with our little metal detectors. and Maybe you should go get the butler out of the fridge and use him. He probably is lonely. He's probably so lonely. I mean, he's probably dead. He's been in the fridge for years. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't have to go that. so sorry. (laughs) <laughs> to break the news that the man stuck in the fridge might have died 
the old man you left <laughs> carelessly in a freezer. It was a walk-in freezer as well. It wasn't a fridge. So not only would it be that Hey, old, millions be... of other people did it too. Yeah. So that's what, you know, that's fine. That will hold up in a court of law. Millions of other people committed this <laughs> crime. Can't put us all in the jail. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Nikki's right. logic to killing millions. For number two. Number two. Man. Um, right. So my number two. So my number two, I think, will... This is my... Again, I'm going to say I think we're at risk of having a crossover. If it's one of mine, I will kill you. <laughs> Man, but I don't know what... This is where you should have gone first. Uh, so number two for me is Commander Shepard. Oh, good. Okay, I, well, I mean, I, I don't have Oh, that. I'm like... surprised you don't have that. Um because me and no, that's you that's a good choice because i was gonna that was one of my back yeah me and you bond quite a lot over our love of mass effect and stuff but commander shepherd um i picked because i just loved that character um i will say i have never played as the male version of shepherd but um i just think like the, so sexist. i know i'm sorry but i just connect so well with the female like i've literally just picked the female one because you know given the option between the two it's kind of fun to try the female one sometimes you know sometimes i pick male sometimes i yeah. pick women i just happen to pick the female for a uh, mass effect because i was like cool space lady i want a cool space lady and then she ended up be so kick-ass and then the voice actress jennifer hale who did her is just so good like i don't know what it is about her voice acting for femshep but it's just really good um she is awesome. Yeah, and it just kind of made her feel so much cooler. Um, but she's just a really cool character, is Shepard. And, and he, because obviously they'll be the same, having the same thing. Um, but what I find, I think, most interesting about Shepard is that because you kind of... can Obviously, it's a own customizable character, sorry. Um, most games I always think... I was trying to think of another game where you customise your character, but you're kind of given um, a set story um, that's so personal and so integrated with um, that character. Because obviously there lots of games let you, you know, create your own character, but none feel as, as story-centric as I think that Mass Effect does. Most of the other ones are like, there is a story, and obviously you're in the world doing things, but... Because I think there's the whole voice acting and then you're in scenes all the time and stuff like this. It just feels like that you're still playing a story um, that you could have just used like one pre-made character to kind of put yeah. across. But it's made even better because you're like, I picked how this person looked. And like obviously both me, you, me and you have played it and our uh, shepherds always look so different. Like, but we still have that same experience. We still love the character and we still kind of get into that character just as much. Um, probably more because I got to pick how mine looked and you got to pick how yours looks, you know. Because obviously when you have, like, characters that are, you know, chosen for you, you're like, oh, this is great, but maybe I don't relate to them so well because I don't have that kind of hair or I'm, you know... Uh, that's not my preference of how I would have had that look and then to have that ability to be like yeah kind of like this and I want her to have this kind of look and just gets you into it so much more I think yeah um I think I think yeah definitely because it's it's so individual to you and I think but I think generally like Jennifer Hale um 
and and everyone obviously created the game like they just make it such a unique experience especially you know with the whole like romance for each of the characters as we oh know. yes you love Gareth. I was gonna say um, and I I love Gareth not in that way <laughs> um Hayden was the one for me but um it's that whole thing of just like I don't know just the options being able to like form your character mm. but obviously having that blueprint there anyway of, of Shepard um yeah I, I mean I you know obviously I love Mass Effect games they're just incredible um so I think that's a good choice because that is definitely one that I wanted to do for sure I'm glad I didn't because now we've got a good mix yeah. here I'm enjoying it no no like duos yet duos doubles doubles yeah, yeah. we're doing well yeah yeah like because like you said like there's that feeling of like obviously because you also get to choose like your paragon and renegade like actions as well like which helps as well because you can just oh, be yeah. like i want well, to like, punch this person in the face the that's great you could either be a really evil shepherd or a really nice shepherd or a kind of like a like i kind of went for we just kind of just like a i'm nice but if you piss me off then i'll kill yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> i think that's how i win it like i think there's a couple of times where you're like when you're just given the option to punch someone in the face and you're like yeah I'm gonna do that because I don't like <laughs> you. But most, of the, but I'll save the galaxy and be nice about it. But you know, don't cross me. I'm yeah. still a badass lady. Um, and I think also like the way your your captain kind of interact. I think in the first three, obviously, Andromeda is kind of its own thing for me. Um, it doesn't really have the same charms and stuff at all. Um, but like your interaction with the crew, like obviously we're talking about romance and stuff, and me and you have very different romance ploys in uh, Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, me and my love for Garrus and that beautiful voice. I think um, but I think as well. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, but also That's the right. character like um, side of things, like the friendships that you make with like Rex and the Krogans and stuff like that and Grunt are like one of my favourite things because like, I don't know, you film this little cop buddy thing with the Krogans and yeah. it just feels great when you're like yeah me and my Krogan buddies are gonna go and smash some stuff <laughs> I get Love drunk the in the shower yeah I think <laughs> that was my favorite um I think as well with, with Mass Effect and, and Bioware as a whole I guess but the most Mass Effect um especially when it came out like when the first one came out because that was I don't know what year it was but it was um I don't know, honestly like 2006 I don't well, know the first Mass Effect. I feel like um yeah. Um, Mass Effect. I feel like it was yeah. so, like, before its time. Like, especially with, like, I know it sounds silly because back then, obviously, there was female characters and stuff. But being able to choose a female character and her to actually have personality and voice lines and everything. I remember, like, just being like, this was so awesome. Um, because, I mean, even when, like, Dragon Age came out, the first one, like, you didn't have a voice, did no. you? But, you know, Shepard, like, did. And that was like, oh, my God. Like, that was great. No, did she? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did. You've always had a voice. voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just, I got worried. Mind blank. Um, was was like so before its time and just awesome because suddenly like this character that you pick this female like has this personality and is badass and has all these voice lines. It's kind of just like it feels like it's the world is like so open mm. and so just yeah. Like I remember just being like completely amazed by it and obviously like and then the fact that led on, led on to like two more games with those people and like with Shepard and her just being cool. And, you know, like no one ever really questioned any kind of like, I just, I don't mean to make this all about like sexism in the game industry or anything <laughs> like that. I'm more just saying like, it was just awesome. The fact that you were this badass woman and no one really questioned you about it. You know, people like were, were racist because you're human, like, oh, yeah, you had humans, to deal with the racism, but they were, ne- they were never like, 
no, you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be on. Yeah. And that was just, I think as well, like, I know it sounds, you know, ridiculous, but like, you know, it was like a young girl as well. It was just cool to, to play a badass woman. Who yeah. Just Again, just the cool, cool ladies. Like, because obviously the male equivalent, like I think, um, I know I think I tried to start um, a game with it and I just, I just didn't feel the same connection, but I think... You know, I probably would have just enjoyed, like, the male version of Shepard had I not started you know with though? Jane, like, the lady first. But I think making that connection... You know what I've heard? Apparently, from people that have played both, male and female, apparently Jennifer Hale, no offence to the guy who played the man, Shepard, but um, is in sometimes, you know, I, don't, I feel like I'm insulting him now, but it, actually Jennifer Hale's character was actually a bit more entertaining. And a bit more alive. I've just heard yeah, that. No, just that's um, yeah, that's something I've heard as well. Like, and uh, to the point where I think Jennifer Hale got um, uh, nominated for an award for it. Um, yeah. to, for that thing, I think she, she don't think she won, but she definitely got nominated because, um, yeah, it was just such, a, and it was such a good job. Like playing the new one, like Ryder. Um, I know it was a different character, but it was so difficult for me to be in that universe and play a female and not have that voice. I was just like, I just yeah, don't feel as cool. Because obviously the voice actor for Ryder was, you know, like, great. Like, you know, I could not voice act it that way. But having that difference of being like, oh, but my commander Shepard, I just want to hear her voice say that this is the best shop in the Citadel. You know what I mean? Like, I miss those things. <laughs> Maybe we're just obsessed with Jennifer Hale. Maybe that's what this is. <laughs> this is. This is our love note to Jennifer Hale. Please, please get in contact and tell us that we're your favourite podcast on the Citadel. That would be the, Citadel. Would be the best thing yeah, ever. Yeah, that's so good. Please make that happen. That's um, <laughs> random fact for you. Actually, kind of what we're talking about, which segues nicely. Um, that Bioware ran some statistics back in March 2003, uh, when I think the third one came out, uh, that 82% of Mass Effect players play as male. So we were kind okay. of in a in a minority playing playing a woman thing. Oh. But um, well, I think I think people do tend to pick their own gender in games. I mean, yeah, I think it's very more likely that you'll pick whatever gender you are because, again, you wanna you wanna connect with that character as much as you possibly can. You want that experience. The easiest thing yeah, to do I, by I, that is pick that gender, like, or mm. pick the technically. Let's be right. Pick the gender that you identify with the most. Yeah, I think um, the only different thing between me and you is I literally shape my character to be like a version of me that I want to be that looks similar to me but better. Whereas you tend to do look different, your characters, I've noticed. I don't know if that's for every single game that you play, but I've noticed that yours tend to look at... I think your one in Master had, like, a mohawk or something. I don't remember. <laughs> I think my Andromeda one had, like, no hair. And my Destiny yeah. character currently has a giant mohawk. Um, but, yeah, no, to be fair, what I tend to do is I try and make... I tend to just try and make beautiful women or <laughs> really pretty characters. <laughs> I don't really think they're based on me. I just go... Oh yeah, she's really hot. I could see her doing all these cool things and looking damn good while she does it. Um, don't know why it needed the accent, but it happened. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. I, I think yeah, true actually, because most of have had blonde hair recently that I've noticed and things. Yeah. We're all coming together, yeah. all happenings. Um, <laughs> which kind of things? Because I forget that when you first get Shepard, you get to choose like because if you. Pe- 
choose your parents and gender, but then you also kind of do your background, like your history before joining yeah. in seven, and then your psychological profile, which I totally forgot about. Um, which is something I didn't realise, but depending on what you pick as your psychological thing, you get more Paragon or more Renegade points towards the start, I think. So you kind of shape your own character before that, which I didn't, I think I didn't quite realise that it did that, or I just don't remember. It's been a little while since I've had a playthrough, which is sad, because I always want to play Mass Effect constantly, but I need to play other games sometimes. (laughs) Um, Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you picked Shepard. Love me some Shepard. So my number two, I'm really glad this is the one I was worried that you were going to mm. pick. And I know what your number one is now, by the oh, way. Oh, really? I would bet money Ooh. on it. I know what Excited. it is. And I'll tell you. If it's something different, I will obviously yeah. tell you. But I know what it is. Uh, you'll probably not mine it. Mm. Our number ones are actually, I think, if yours is what I think it is, <laughs> they're going to look quite funny. <laughs> um, so, well, not funny, but more fitting, I'd say. So my second one, the one that, that I, I adore character with everything in my being and that is Rincewind from Discworld. Aww, Rincewind. So, mostly Discworld 2 because I didn't actually play 1 which I'm very ashamed of but I didn't have the computer for it I think because I think it was like an old, it was like DOS. Yeah, it was a floppy Discworld. It was old. Yeah. Um, Not that I wasn't from the era of floppy disks. I am. (laughs) I know those plastic things, (laughs) plastic squares. But I just, I didn't own it and as a, as a kid I played Discord 2 on my nan's PC um, and I just absolutely loved it and Rincewind was just like just something else to me like I was I was absolutely just like fascinated by him this drunk wizard obviously I obviously you know based off of the Discworld books which I didn't read too much later in life but just coming across the game and Rincewind as they were um, he's just awesome just so cool but also kind of I don't know how to say it really without, you know, insulting him. Um, amazing, hilarious, but also a bit of a loser. Yeah, no, he is. He's that kind of like, he's like Rincewind as a character is such a like hero, but very reluctant and is just a screw up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's kind of like that real, you know, it, it's, it's such an opposite to like Link where it's like, he's kind of just like, oh, I don't ever have to. Yeah. Like, fine. And I just love that. Cause that's just so different to anything you know mm. and i think that the sort of the um <clears throat> personality of the books and how he is obviously in the books translated so well to with eric idol like in the game it was just it was just perfection for me um and it was just it was like a story it was amazing um, yeah eric and he is just yeah eric idol is a voice actor like you're already gonna do well yeah because he's just a funny man um but yeah, no, I it's like I love that game as well. Um, it's just a great, like you said, he's just he was just fun. He was just a fun character to yeah. have and just click on everything just to see what That's he would it. say. Like, you wanted to click on everything because he'd always have something funny to say about something, and you know it was just yeah, it was just awesome. Growing up, like back then when I was a kid and now as an adult, like I can still like play them. I think I played it like last year actually um, as an emulator on my phone. And it's just still so endearing and still so hilarious. And, like, the humour still, like, translates today, like, the way that he is. Um, it's even almost funnier sometimes because, like, I get it. Like, obviously, when you're younger, you don't necessarily get all the adult humour. There's probably there'll be some kind of, like, you know, undertones of things that are kind of maybe a bit shocking and controversial. Um, as an adult, you kind of go, oh, I get that. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah definitely. 
Um, and there's so many, like, a weird yeah. cast of characters that he interacted with that he just worked yeah. with so well. Like, the two I always remember is, like, Casanova or, like, Casanunda. <laughs> it was a guy, he was, like, a short Casanova with, with the, the ladder, ladder, yeah. And then, um, yeah. and then Death. Obviously, Death is such an iconic character in, um, like, the Discworld series anyway. But, yeah, yeah him in that just just captured it kind of so well and then Rint was just turning up and just yeah he just seemed to turn up places like you were like oh I need to do this yeah. thing I guess I've been told I have to so I guess I'll I'll do it fun fact Ooh, yeah do you know that death was voiced by Rob Brydon I did not know that 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 is really interesting oh, I've just had a look there's not that many facts but I just want to unfortunately I've been, I've been looking to try and find some um but that is one of them which I didn't know either now I hear it because I still I've somehow I have his voice in my head from this game. I think it's just this game is always going to be like with me forever. Um, I, I can definitely hear it. Um, great voice actors in that game generally. Yeah. Obviously, Eric Idle is like amazing. Yeah, but I always remember yeah. the Imp as well. I used to know that song, that the Imp song. You did. I I was when I wrote that down. I was hoping that you were going to sing that. I don't know if I still remember it. <laughs> Otherwise, I would. I definitely would burst into song. It's something about yeah. No, something about being an imp and being in the bathtub, filling plug with hair. Yeah. No, it's gone. Something like it's gone. that. It's gone forever. It won't be gone forever. I will now have to replay it because you've mentioned it. Um, and <laughs> it's going to be in my head, and I'm just going to think about all the cool Rincewind things that I can think. Rincewind in itself is quite a cool name. Um, I always think, it is. Um, well, just another fun ooh. fact that I've just noticed here, which is slightly insane, is there is literally, I'm on I'm on IMDb um, for Discworld, and there is four voice actors, and these four voice actors do all of the voices by the looks of it. I could be wrong, but like Nigel Planner, Kate Robbins, and Rob Brydon, and Eric Idle seem to do all of them between them, and I'm like, I'm looking and I'm seeing all the characters, and I mean, li- that is literally all of the characters, so, I mean, shout out to them for like, freaking like doing all of that that's insane but yeah so rob Ryden did the did cast and under it was cast and under yeah that's really that is really cool um i guess it was that's quite a small-ish like, game didn't... To, like at the time point and clicks were like everywhere right and it was yeah. probably maybe quite a lower budget one i don't know it's it, like the animations are great oh, so well, um it. yeah i can't remember so i mean i don't know i don't I don't know the developer here, but it looks like it was made by Perfect Entertainment. Yeah. But then maybe the first one was made by someone else. But then, I mean, I guess with voice actors as talented as those, maybe you don't really need it. Yeah. And I guess, they I mean, to be honest, like they had very like, almost like charming, but also like extensive sort of voices um, that I guess you could kind of tell maybe some of them were actually the same. I, I know for sure that, um, I can't remember his name now, I've, I've lost it, but the, one of the guys who did find his name no, i'm not gonna find it um he was also in the young ones oh Neil. yeah um you kind of tell that his voice was pretty much like a lot of people but i just get yeah, to see only like four people doing all of those voices it's that's just it kind of made me start the game even more now so but anyway this is about rinsewind and rinsewind is cool and that's my number two <laughs> that's a good that's a really good number two um yeah i that's what i thought you were gonna pick uh, well um to be fair my number one, and I can't believe we're number one already. 
I know who your number one you, is. You know, oh. you know who my number one is. Um, it it come it it's very close to your number two because I went with Guybrush Threepwood. I knew. <laughs> I I hundred percent. I knew. I I as soon as I like was like planning mine, I was like, "What steps gonna do, Guybrush?" I mean, that's, that's I have to do Guybrush Threepwood. Um, it's and I think it's not even because. Like, it sounds weird, because it's not... I don't even think it's because it's one of my favourite games, if not my favourite game. Um, like, yeah. Rid, like Guy Rush Threepwood as a character is just so good um, in, like, every game. Because, obviously, he's in, like, five of... Uh, there's, like, five Monkey Islands, right? Um, and he does change a little bit yeah. in each one. But mostly, he's just always some like i don't know he has razor sharp wit it's always the quote of like guybrush thing but it's just he's really he makes rude and sly like sly things he's kind of that remark but you still really like him and he's mostly egotistical and arrogant but he kind of screws up all the time and stuff like that and he's always kind of being chastised by elaine who's just like why are you such an idiot guybrush <laughs> like um but he somehow managed to just, like outwit these people by being stupid. I don't know. He's just such a lovable character. Um, yeah. And just like the weird things that comes with him of just like he can hold his breath for 10 minutes underwater and has an irrational fear of porcelain. Like those are two facts about Guy Rush Sleepwood that are always <laughs> stuck in my brain because they managed to just make him randomly interact with these things every so often. Like he will just bring them up. Um, as like a quip but it doesn't get tiring to hear him say like I am a mighty pirate like you know every time you're like I know what you're gonna say you're gonna say these things and uh, like make someone look for a three-headed monkey but it's just really fun Um, (laughs) but I found a fact fact for Guybrush is uh, where his name comes from the name Guybrush um, was because of uh, because of a paint file so they used deluxe paint to make the original sprites um, and they didn't have a name for him so the male character was just called Guy. It was just a guy. Um, and then the oh, okay. designer cool. um, uh, Steve Purcell who also did Sam and Max so uh, worked with like Ron Gilbert obviously a lot. Um, he like named the second part Brush because it was a part because of the way that he was like being Brush he was made with a brush. It was like uh, just a file name, so it kind oh, of got okay. squished together. And then everyone in the office just kind of kept on calling him Guybrush, and that's just where the name came from. Uh, there was a story about Threepwood, but I didn't. It was more yeah. about um, some people that they ordered it to. But the Guybrush name was, was quite a cool little, like, just natural progression of his name. Um, yeah, it was just like really that. cute. It was a cute little story about Mister Guybrush. I think. I think as well with a. Uh like going obviously from like Rincewind, this world and then like Guybrush. Um I think with point and click games, like I don't know how, but they always seem to nail it with the with like the humour and like the person. I think maybe because it's the way the game is designed, obviously you're kind of you just you just control the cursor. You kind of need that person there, like Yeah, with you, you definitely I guess. need someone with a good personality. Um, like you said, you need someone that you will be interested to hear what they say when you click on something. You want to know what they're going to say yeah. when you pick yeah. up a random object. It's how stupid it is. Like, you're going to click on that random piece of gum on the floor because you want them to say something funny. Like, uh, it's definitely something that I think uh, most point-and-click things should have 
if they're kind of going for that level of humour. Because obviously there are more serious ones, but yeah. I think even now, like, um, I'm playing Deponio, which is a great, like, more modern point-and-click one, um, but it's in the same style as, like, number three for Monkey Island. It's the drawn animation, and they're a great series of games. And the main character in that has very similar feel to Guybrush. He's, like, a little bit more arrogant um, than Guybrush, I think, and a little bit more nasty, but you can feel that kind of influence of him, that, like, sly remarks and, you know, has something to say about everything. And, yeah, it just, it works so well and it's one of the things that makes the game good because you're kind of rooting for this really stupid character to find all the things and put them in his pants and make something weird and then make something work. Um... Because essentially all it is is you thinking about a puzzle for, like, I don't know, weeks. <laughs> so what's your number one? Number one. Number final one. one of the okay. So I think this one you may have guessed. Do you have any idea who it is? Mm, I think I have an idea. Um, yeah. I was interested to know whether you were going to pick this person or not. So, yeah. Go ahead. So it's very fitting, again. Mm. Probably will lead you to realise that you probably did have it correct. Is a... Uh, it's my main man, George Stobart from Broken Sword. Oh, yeah. So, basically, my guy, Brush, my guy, whatever, sorry, guy, I can't say his name, what's his name? Guy Brush Threepwood. That's it. For some reason, I've always struggled to say it. <laughs> He's, like, my <laughs> version, I guess. We always kind of said that, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Like, I always had a thing for Broken Sword. You always, like, had a thing for Monkey Island. For me, it's, it's good old George. Um, yeah, like, he was, like, a no-brainer. Like, he was at the top of my list, like, before I even, like, had it written out. Like, I, I already yeah. knew um i think there was that nostalgia element because i picked up those games like we'd play them like in my house as like a family maybe when it like commits to like 1987 maybe even earlier than that and um i don't know i just thought george was just like the most loveliest guy slash hilarious in his own kind of like dad way um i just i just found him just so intriguing like i think it is that <laughs> kind of like he was a kind of like stupid american i suppose but it was his like dad humor and the fact that he was just some guy that just happened to be like all the time just like caught in the middle of all this shit. He was just like, <laughs> I'm on holiday and then all this stuff's happening. And he's kind of just like, well, I'm just going to go like investigate. I mean, really, George shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, No, I mean, he's just trying to have a good time on whatever holiday that he's yeah. chosen to go on this year. And every time someone wants to ruin it. And I think it's no wonder a lot of the time that the police are like, George, stop, like stop butting in like it's fine you know he does it because he just he believes in justice and he wants to help even though his help's not most of the time probably needed um <laughs> i respect he just that. goes along anyway yeah goes, i mean it's know. it's a nice quality to have you know you want to just go along and help i just i just think there's something about george that's just really comforting for me like if i'm ever just like having a bad day or just like, you know a bad week I'm um, just like it's one of those games where I think everyone has those kind of games where it's like comfort. I think broken yeah. for me, like even just like playing the music, like it just I think it kind of like brings you back to like a happy place, I suppose. Um, and that that is George definitely. Um, I think even like even the recent one I really did enjoy the new one. You know, a lot of people said that yeah. mixed feelings about it um, because it was still the character. I I was still like completely in love. Like he can do anything, and his dad jokes continued. And, like, even though I, th I think, actually, I don't really have any fun facts about him, unfortunately, because I can't find any. But I think he was actually, like, 25 or quite young 
in the games, which I find shocking because to me, he's always been like this old guy, like not old, but you know what I mean? Like an, a proper adult. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's like a comfort. It's a comfort thing. I think it's what it comes down to, but it's also his pockets. He has very big pockets. Yeah. I always think that's the amazing um, skill of a adventure point and click and something that I've always wanted. They kind of always have like a Mary Poppins, pair of pants yeah where you can just fit anything you want in there um and it yeah just hordes of stuff yeah. my favorite hordes I think, of things was his lucky piece of coal that was always my favorite <laughs> because like who wants to be carrying around a piece of fucking coal in your pocket it's gonna get everything like covered in soot it's just not ideal or the tequila worm that was also a favorite um <laughs> and there was also a cockroach that he carried around for a while um I just, I just love it. Like, there's just something so familiar about him, and just, yeah. He's also, yeah. you know, I, I just, I basically just want to find a George Stobart and marry him. <laughs> that's your, <laughs> that's your life goal. Is to... If it could be George Stobart, then that's great. Yeah, I mean, I will forever continue to look for, um, for your George Stobart. See, I, I, I have a problem with George. Name. You, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> you have You've offended problems George. with Guybrush. <laughs> I know, that's true. I will never speak to you again. <laughs> How dare you sully the name? Um, oh, yeah, dear. that's why I thought George, though. George, Rincewind, and Guybrush, like, they're kind of like, they kind of fit in this nice little triangle for me, like, of just awesome point and click games with awesome characters with so much personality. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do have a fact that I, I know for you, weirdly, um, about Broken Sword, which is a weird one for me to know. Um, but I think we talked about it fairly recently, and that is that um, they won a Guinness World Record, and I think it's very fitting because I'm pretty sure it's for the protagonists, like longest running oh, protagonists of George and Nico. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it fits perfectly. That's awesome because I, I when I was looking for ideas for this one, I, I was looking online at people's, you know, like favorite video and protagonists and stuff, and and I never saw him on there. Poor old George. Never. No, I did the same thing, and just you know, just to kind of get ideas and things. Um, and yeah, no, no, yeah, George Stobart, but I knew but, that he had to come somewhere on your list. Um, yeah, yeah. Just I just, I think, I think it's a, it's strange though that like some of these characters, like I mean, I think, I think I did see Guybrush pop up on some of those lists but yeah i think it's crazy that george didn't because i think with point and, click, and rinsman as well actually because some of those characters like they have so much to record they have so much to say about everything and anything and all these different situations like it's, it's surprising that they wouldn't get like more recognition for that kind of game because i think yeah like there's just they're yeah. so pivotal to the game yeah and i think you're right i think um because they're obviously so much more narrative based than some you know other games like the fact that they're mostly not the main protagonist of mention because that's all they are like most of the games rely on them having a really interesting protagonist because you literally have nothing to do other than click on things and hear about what they want to say about it or you know talk to them about something or you know what i mean like yeah Yeah. it's a really well it's like you're most time you're staring at a 2d screen and you can't really like do much else with that yeah other than you know so like you need them almost to direct you like you know you see like a bug or like a rock and like or something interesting and like you you normally you want to like click on the like description or like you pick it up like 
they need to like narrate everything for you almost yeah because what you're trying to do isn't just work out a puzzle and those yeah. people are your clues because mostly the puzzles for these kind of games are build it especially in things like monkey island where it's like build this weird contraption out of really really bizarre objects same with broken sword yeah. right like it's it's not a it's logical because obviously it has to be logical for the player to get it but most of the time it's totally not logical to think that a rubber tree is gonna save me in this weird thing like who thinks of a rubber tree to bounce off you know yeah a cannonball it's just like really bizarre ways of getting back and forth to things um and like you said essentially your guide through these worlds is you know your main character yeah and if they're not interesting then just you're fucked Oh, God, yeah, imagine if you had someone that was just boring or dull. Oh, it'd be the worst. I don't know oh. if... Yeah, I guess it would be more of those noir-feeling games way. Yeah. It's really I think the story and stuff. To summarise, really, we need more point-and-click games with oh, great personalities. Yeah. I mean, I will always be seconded on the um, the point-and-click. Or just more working towards the Monkey Islands, please. That would be <laughs> and Discworld, which will never happen, but I dream of yeah. it. Yeah, I think all of these things are things that we want, but alas. I mean, Broken Sword is, I think you've got the most chance. Yeah, well, obviously they did the Kickstarter for the for the most recent one, and I, I don't know if they're set to do any more. I mean, I, I'd hope so, but I don't even think I want to look because I get disappointed and found myself asleep. <laughs> what a sad, sad way to end our talk this evening. <laughs> No, it's um... picturing me just crying myself to sleep having a broken sword game to play. <laughs> Goodbye, <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> it's just oh, I just don't even know what to say anymore. It's just gonna be forever uh... sad. Actually, one thing I will say about our list of protagonists: there was one um, group um, that kept on coming up in lists, and I say group, and you'll kind of get why I mean group. Um, that I knew that we would think about because obviously the games that they are from are very high on our personal list. I know what you're going to say. Things we like. However, the protagonists in these games are never uh, not good because they are good, but they're never ones that you can get behind. No, I'm, I'm you're talking, talking about, about Final Fantasy, aren't you? I am. I'm totally talking about <laughs> Final Fantasy because, yeah, you have Cloud and you're like, no personality whatsoever just a miserable bastard for like the entire game um like lightning is the same from 13 yeah well uh, i mean squall, squall is the exact yeah. same i love uh, him but yeah he's moody and yeah stuff. i think titus is just weird i thought like, you might pick titus just because he does have some personality but then i didn't i wasn't sure how much you actually liked him he like he does. He's a bit more personality, but he's still quite irritating. If any of them, it is my favourite. It's Zidane. Um mm. because he does have a little bit more there, and he's a little bit more fun. But he is a bit of a pervert. Um, there is a scene in the game where you touch <laughs> uh, the princess's butt, which is always quite funny. Well, but, we all um, wanted to touch the princess's butt. It's Don't true. Deny it. This is true. I just do want to choose him because he secretly reflects my weird perverted nature of touching butts everywhere. So I didn't. That's so I didn't it. want people to know this. Damn it, Nikki. Um, but but still, it's like it's not quite enough. And there are other characters in that game that kind of stand out stronger. So it was a weird one because I was well, I like think... trying to go through all of them, and even twelve. Uh, who is it in twelve? It's Vash. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I was like, eh, I think that's still... the problem, though, that the, the side characters in those games tend to have more personality than the main characters, which is fine because those games work and we love them and it's okay. But I think maybe we should maybe do another one. We do like top five, I don't know, side characters. <laughs> because NPCs. Well, 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 yeah, we'll find, I mean, that's quite broad, though. We'll find no. something, but that's the thing. Like, there's so many characters, like, obviously in those games that I love, but that have a bit more present than the actual main character. But yeah, I, I think it's good to mention Final Fantasy, though, because that is something that I thought about. Um, but generally, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, the NPCs tend to have Yeah, no, it was, right. yeah, it was just a thought that I had, really, because I'm um, just thinking about these things. And um, because also, I think that then covers everything that i had on my list plus my bonuses of backup because you oh. have used um two of my backups Who were your actually backups? all my backups my backups were lara and um abe who you oh. used who were yours at abe. Uh, i had quite a few backups actually um abe got switched out from, from for ellie from last us which i thought you might have ellie, ellie. i did about think that. about it um, um i love her and i did want her in that but i don't know how but abe just took over um, yeah, no, I think Abe's got more humour, and I think yeah. although Ellie is such a cool character, you also feel kind of bad for skipping over Joel because he does most of the work in that game. I know, um, and then they kind of come as a set. Their kind but of interaction is with, more uh, yeah, interesting with, than her. With Ellie obviously being in the new one and being a protagonist in the new one, I was kind of like, eh, I can't we'll just wait and see. Yeah, I always just, especially like replaying it recently, like she is so funny and has so mm. much personality. So she's great. We love her. Joel was also a contender. Mm. Let's not forget Joel. No. Uh, my two other contenders from the same game, which I love them both equally, but I just couldn't. I don't know why I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't find the reason to put down on paper, like as you know, in comparison to the other ones that I had, it was Elizabeth and Booker. Mm. I thought you were uh, going to mention them. I was about to say, was it Booker and Elizabeth? I kind yeah. of know what you mean, though. I again, I think the problem with Booker is that, um, without being, hmm. Without being spoiler, it's really hard to talk about Booker. Uh, um, yeah. But oh, I think the people should have played by now. It's been out. I think. Enough. I mean, um, I think. I think yeah. his darkness in it really kind of things, and essentially all he is is a voice, and again, a person who kind of turns up in something and doesn't really know what they're doing the whole time, yeah. and although kind of makes a little bit of humor and not, but doesn't really make any humor out of it. He's just kind of confused the whole time and. Is kind of only saved by Elizabeth, yeah. who is cool, but I again, it's just kind of there. I have so much love for him, especially like in the DLCs and stuff, like where you're, there's no spoilers here, where you're like playing as Elizabeth and like you, you know, you hear him and stuff and he's more sort of apparent, you know, a voice in your head made me like love him so much more because there's so much personality. Like, I don't know, from the, like the other side, it's kind of like, well, I was like playing as that guy, like, you know, a while ago. I don't know. I, I love him yeah. and her. She's, I mean, I absolutely love her, but I couldn't put it in my a protagonist because I just thought you just don't play as her enough and I didn't want it to she was a really close like fifth I'd say I, I love mm. Elizabeth and I think she will probably fall in another list somewhere along the line she is amazing and I feel bad for not including her my two other ones from the same game um these were just real like massive just ideas nothing that I like specifically said like yes I'm gonna do those yeah I don't think you've played this but Detroit become human no, I have not. No. It's so, on my list for sure because I know how much you've enjoyed it, and everyone else yeah. I know have played it. And the um, uh, I have uh, I have played the demo of it, and I loved it. Um, even though it was yeah. just like a demo, and I again weird nerd side note of. 
the UI in it is beautiful. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's such a beautiful game. If anyone that has like played it, I think for me it was the two characters I would have picked would have been Kara and Marcus. I think Kara just because she's like just amazing, um, and her personality. She's just. I mean, I suppose you could kind of make her a dick, maybe. I suppose because it's one of those kind of games. But yeah, for me, I just thought like I just the the way that she was was just so human in a way, I guess. And Marcus as well because he's just big softy. Yeah. Uh, and my last one, which would have been my extra, which was, again, I just couldn't really justify putting her in compared to other people, is Chloe from Life is Strange. Mostly hmm. before the storm, yeah. um, where you actually get to play as her. I just think that she's just a really endearing and lovely cool character. Yeah, not Max? No, I liked Max a lot. But there was something, when I played before the storm as Chloe, I don't know, I just, I just found her just a bit more... Maybe, I suppose, relatable. Yeah. I guess. Max was cool and in some ways relatable as well. But Chloe, I just think she, I don't know, I was just more sort of, I just found her more endearing, I guess. Yeah. I think also the difference in their stories and stuff kind of yeah. helps that through. Because, um, yeah, like you said, Chloe's kind of has that more enduring qualities and isn't doing anything knowing that, you know, anything really is bad is gonna happen it's just kind of like yeah. i'm just gonna do what i, I want think, whereas I max is maybe... a little bit more calculated than that um which yeah. i think puts you off her a little bit even though you know she's kind of maybe trying to do it for a nice reason yeah it feels a little bit more like calculated than anything with chloe as well there's so much progression from yeah. playing life is strange to then playing for the storm like so much progression to where oh well i guess it's going backwards but where you really get to sort of like see her develop and then how she is depending on how you play it because I mean I guess if you play before the storm then that kind of makes sense but um whereas with Max I feel like there, there unfortunately isn't that much progression because you're kind of just like playing as her yeah. seeing all these events unfold um and I feel like she's a bit more of like a blank canvas whereas I feel like Chloe has a lot to her and a lot going on and, and I was always angry at Max because you know she kind of went away and left her for a bit yeah you know? yeah and I didn't appreciate that whereas Chloe I just kind of <laughs> felt like I always had like the fucking ball end of the deal and I kind of just felt for her a bit more I guess um yeah, you don't you don't take well to abandonment. No, I know this. If I've not spoken to you in a, a couple of days, I oh, feel I, I feel the wrath. Yeah, you just sense it. <laughs> she's thinking. She's thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so they, those are my backups. And yeah. I'm glad I mentioned them. Yeah, I think it was um, interesting to mention backups, just because it's you know you do think about them and you think about who. You, you might put in and who goes on these desks yeah. um i think i think as well like looking at mine it's definitely like nostalgia was a big thing yeah that. yeah i was quite worried about that when making my list um and trying to think that well actually i've not really got anyone on this list apart from maybe bernetta that is you know has appeared in recent years it was, i did mm. think about ellie and joel quite a lot um for a bit more of a recent thing. But I think it's just... It's a weird thing with characters. Um, because... It's not to say that, you know, a game won't come out and I will be so attached to them. Um, but I think most of these characters have got... In fact, all of them, again, apart from Bayonetta, have a big series of games behind them. So you kind of get yeah. to know them a lot better um for mine anyway you've got like much more history with them um to understand the character and stuff whereas obviously more modern ones like you know like last of us and like mm. um bioshock well, you've only yeah. got one game to really push that on although 
you know, Bioshock's got the DLCs and stuff, but it's still yeah. not a huge thing. If if you maybe they would come in a series, it's not to say that you know next after you know Last of Us Two comes out that we won't have that way more attachment to them. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah. that's that's a I think, massive I factor. Think... Nostalgia as well is just kind of going to be the winner in some of these things because, especially when you played games from when you were younger, it has such an impact on your life. From like you know, like it, I don't know, I guess mm. it's it's like anything when you're younger, like it kind of like imprints on you, I suppose. Yeah, and it kind of makes you almost sounds a little bit you know crazy, but it kind of like impacts who you are, I guess. Yeah, like, I definitely feel like as a kid growing up, like being you know playing games with like so much humor in them like you know with like Rinsen and like George Stobart like you know it kind of does it does impact your life a little bit and it does kind of imprint on you a bit so although obviously characters are important like you know it's about short becoming that's an amazing game and Bioshock as well it, it's hard to pick some characters over others in that regard like nostalgia kind of like wins sometimes yeah I think it does and like you said it is really about you know how you personally are affected by these things especially when you are talking about characters and i think it'll be the same for things like if we do a top five about story-based um things you know it's or you know just general like obviously person like these are all opinion-based anyway but yeah nostalgia is just totally just gonna win (laughs) on occasion yeah because it's just everybody has it everybody has those things but yeah so that is the end of our list and our kind of extra our bonuses um yeah that we gave at the end which was quite cool um so i think now we've done with our list and we're just kind of done so i can go uh cry myself to sleep there's not gonna be a broken sword game anytime soon yeah i'm gonna go and just think about garish some more (laughs) and the poor t-man stuck forever just gonna be in fact no i am just gonna have a bit of an existential crisis about the team the amount of t-men stuck in fridges are you gonna go dig your playstation out and go let them out is that what you're gonna do no i'm just gonna think about it (laughs) not gonna be that nice um on on that wonderful note um i'm gonna say good night nikki good night (laughs) 